0: Welcome on in, Eagles fans, to episode 55 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Shore Parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advance Media. They were at Lincoln Financial Field last night. We're doing this podcast on a Tuesday there for Monday Night Football to watch the Eagles drop another game. This time, 27-13 to the Green Bay Packers, dropping the Eagles under 500 to five hundred to and 6 and now 11th place in the NFC, all but dashing playoff hopes after a season that started 3-0. Elliot, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm not going to say uh, you were shocked because I think you predicted this one or at least predicted that the Packers would be a very difficult game for the Eagles more than a lot of people did. Um, but that, for, I think, for Eagles fans was frustrating because uh, the Eagles were so good at home, and then on Monday night that evaporated. Yeah,
1: I, I did pick the Packers to win this game, and one of the reasons I did was I just think – the, the difference between the Eagles and the Packers right now is the Packers are a team that has been there before. They've played in these big games. Yes, they're a flawed team, and you can make the argument the Eagles are a better team. They probably have a better defense. They certainly don't have better receivers. It's
2: not after last night, you can't.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I think, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But I'm saying I don't think there's a huge difference between the two teams. Would you Four agree with that?
2: Two points but, on the other team's
1: place. Right, but that's, that's one game, though. I mean, like, I, I don't think, I think if, the major difference between the two teams, in my opinion, is one, the quarterback, obviously, but two, just the Packers have been there before. And that's why last night, I didn't think the, or Monday night, I didn't think the Eagles were going to win because the Packers had to win that game to remain alive in the playoff chase. I mean, yes, the Eagles now are basically eliminated, but if the Packers would have lost that game, that would have been their seventh loss. And in the NFC th- this year, seven losses is not going to get, nine and seven is not going to get you a wild card spot. So the, the, the Eagles have to win out now to get in the playoffs. The Packers would have been officially done. And I think that was the big difference last night. You could see that the, this was a game that the Packers have played in before. They've won before. And, you know, the Eagles team, this Eagles team, I think they're talented. And I think when, when they were 3-0, and you know, I said, I think this is a team that should make the playoffs. And I, I'll probably end up being wrong about that. But I still think this is a good Eagles team. But I just think last night in that stage – it was just a tough spot for them.
0: Wow. It was, and then they
2: got, uh, they got beat. Mark, your spot. thoughts on what you watched. They played a team missing six starters, two key backups, a team that was dying, that was ready to— Well, the Eagles, the the Eagles were missing ah.
1: plenty of starters, too. What's that? The Eagles were missing plenty of starters. Not six.
2: Not six, but they were missing— Okay, but they were home against a team reeling. The Eagles are good. No, the Eagles, the Eagles are who I, I'm I'm gonna play Denny Green now, the, the late great Denny Green, and say the Eagles are who I thought they were.
1: Nah, I don't know. Not about very
2: that. good. Not very good. Not very well coached. Not very well organized. No skilled players worth a damn. Worth a damn. All right. Well, hold on.
1: You 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 said you said the Packers are missing six starters. Here's yeah. who the Eagles were missing last night. Ready? Yeah, Lane right. Johnson, Halapuli Vitae, right? Another I'm just saying. Alan by wow. All right, but he's still, a, he's still a starter on a bad right. team, whatever. He's still a starter, so that's Good two. Team in the league. Barber moved over from guard to tackle, so you could make an argument about that. They're missing Brandon Brooks, they were missing Jordan Matthews for the second half, they were missing Ryan Matthews, and they were missing. you're all everyone's gonna laugh. they were Nelson Aguilar, who started. That for the,
2: wait, th- that was their decision.
1: I know, I know, I'm just saying. I agree, and it was a bad decision to bench him completely. I agree, but I'm just saying,
2: it's bad coaching again. Like I'm talking about, that's not they didn't they weren't missing. I know, are they? The Packers didn't bench Jordy Nelson,
1: right? I no, I, I if you want to blame last night on Doug, I'll I will not fight you on that one. But I'm saying the Eagles were missing plenty of players as well. I just think
2: you know you're All right, saying, yeah, you're right. They, you know, just as banged up as the Packers are.
1: So. Right, but I'm just okay. I, I guess what I'm disagreeing with you is you, you're right. At the beginning of the season, you you said they'd go four and twelve. And you're as no, of right I now you're more a right plan plan
2: than, after they traded Bradford, right?
1: <laughs> but Which I'm
2: saying cool.
1: as as of right now you're you're going to be more right than you are wrong because I don't know if this team will win two more games. I mean, we'll right. see. But but I guess my my point is I was thinking about this last night. Let
2: late, late us how, how great the defense is by the way because they well, they were just anybody, were they? Let's
0: talk, Elliot. After you get this point out, let's let's talk about the defense because I thought hey, that was the, that was they the scene missing? last night.
2: What what <laughs> player wasn't? Oh wait, Marcus Smith got hurt. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, the
0: defense
1: didn't play well, but they also were playing... Were they
2: hurt? I mean, were they hurt? Was anybody missing on the defense? I mean, hold, just, on,
1: hold on, hold on, hold on. You said yourself last night we're sitting in the press box. Yeah. Some of those throws, I mean,
2: that touchdown... Rodgers was... is great. That's why he's going to go to Hall of Fame one day. Right, that's but, what I'm saying. So, but, so yes. I'm, not every... I mean, you still got to do something. I'm not making excuses for the defense. Fletcher Cox is getting paid like a Hall of Famer.
1: Hey, you know you know my opinion on Fletcher Cox. Tell so, I'm not, I'm not defending Fletcher Cox. I'm just saying... To, look, I think the Eagles' defense is, did not play well last night. I agree. But look, Aaron Rodgers just had an amazing game. I think sometimes you have to tip your cap a little bit to the opposing team. Pretty pretty That's awesome. Go ahead,
0: here,
1: Here's what I was saying. Driving home from the game last night, I was thinking about, you know, yes, this team's not going to make the playoffs. And when they were 3-0, and I wrote the Eagles should be a playoff team. And I was thinking, you know, was I right or was I wrong? Or you know, did I get caught up in the moment of the three and 0 thing? And I was thinking it, it reminded me of last year um, when Sam Bradford had that great game against the Packers. And I and I said to myself, all right, Bradford's good. He's going to be the man. This is going to work, right? And I ended up being wrong about that. And I think, but I think the difference is when you compare Eagles fans getting caught up in the hype of Bradford in the preseason last year to them getting caught up in the hype of the three and O team this year is. I think there's legitimate reason when they were 3-0 and to be excited about the future of this team. Yes, it does not look like they're going to make the playoffs this year. I agree with that. But I do think next year, I think they've shown enough positive things that to get caught, to say that everyone was wrong when they were 3-0 I don't think is correct.
2: Bradford, if they were wrong, if they Brad, would have, if the schedule makers let them go 3-0. and Well, I mean, I don't know. They beat, the, they beat the Steelers. And how good are the Steelers? Let's be honest. How good are the Steelers? are six six and five. and five, right? They're not as they're not what everyone thought they exactly. would. Exactly.
1: They're still a good yeah. team.
2: They're okay. They're not terrible, yeah. but the Steelers are Like as Joe just said, the Steelers. When the Steelers were when the Eagles beat the Steelers, we thought the Steelers were a potential Super Bowl team. All right. Well, how about this? No, are not. If if I would have told
1: you before the season, Mark, that in their first nine games, they would w- they would win whatever amount of them, but they wouldn't lose a single game by more than seven points, would you be surprised by that? Yes. Right. So they've been way more but competitive.
2: I also thought teams were better than they were. The team that they played, I'm talking about. Like oh, the right. I
1: mean, yeah, I mean the, the, there's the, not a lot of good teams this year.
2: There's a reason right. the Eagles are five and six. I mean, and if Steelers, the Eagles if the Eagles first three games were the were the were at Seattle, Green Bay, and Dallas, and they started 0-3, everybody would have said, Oh my god, they're all," but they lost it. They played those three games and lost them. Now, so and th- and then they played the Bears and Browns later on and won two in a row. Oh, okay, now we're getting back. It's just, the the schedule? I don't know if it did them any favors or not, but it's just it's it's just who they played when they they, right. they opened with, the, with arguably the, well the worst team in football and maybe the one of the bottom five teams in football. Right. Sorry so, well, I, but
1: I still think that the, the, regardless of how the schedule shakes out, you're right. If they would have played the really good teams in the beginning, they would have lost so those. Okay. Like, I, I don't disagree with you. But I think overall this team is way closer to a 500 team than I. I picked oh, them to go seven and nine before the season, and I think now. Is I think that good? Press- that's where you. So,
0: uh, yes. No, look. but think about where we were to start this thing, right? Like they had, a, they tried. I mean, it's a rebuilding year. Like that—that's what got thrown out the window when they started three and zero. Because if was- you're rebuilding, why do you
2: sign Leotis McKelvin? Why do you bring in guys like that? Well, I, mean, I, I, I think mean, a lot of teams. A lot of something. teams bring in
0: veterans in the middle of a rebound. It's not like they him a five-year deal. They game. They just he brought
2: him in for some money,
1: McKelvin. Leotis McKelvin was a bad signing. I don't disagree, okay. but uh-huh. but but if you're but I don't think Leotis McKelvin Liotis Liotis good signals. Good sign. I don't Liotis think Leotis. Hold on. I don't think Leotis McKelvin signals
2: that they were trying to win right now.
0: In my, right, I don't either. No, I don't either. All right, Liotis, let me. Let's, let's go to the. Let t- let's go to the defense.
2: Sign a thirty-one-year-old cornerback who can't play, and you trade away. Eric Rowe, who's starting for the team, is going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, but Eric Rowe, we, we me and you both said all, all
0: offseason that he can't play cornerback.
2: I never said that. Yeah, said they that, obviously
0: – Jim well, Swartz he, obviously he believed that because the they didn't want him here. All right, let's, let's talk about the defense because that yeah, last – the, the defense was – it was not good on Monday night. I mean, let's just call it for what it is. And, look, I, I agree with both of you. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer, and he had one of the, – from the first quarter, I started thinking, like, uh-oh. He's having one of those nights. It it reminds you of you when you're watching a great pitcher in baseball, like a Clayton Kershaw or whatever, and the the guy's on. It's like, oh, you you can't hit him. And that was what I was thinking when he was throwing that ball in perfect spots. But at the same time, Elliot, a few weeks ago, I think it was after the Viking game, Fletcher Cox told you you wrote about it, and it was everywhere for a few days. You know, They think they could be the number one defense of the NFL or one of the better defenses, I'm paraphrasing what Fletcher had to say. But if you're going to say that, and the Eagles at times have looked like a dominant defense, then it's stark. Like, when you don't play well, I mean, that was the first time since 2012 they didn't have a sack or a turnover in a game. And it was the first time they haven't had one at home since 07. Like, that, the defense, it it was, to me, an embarrassing effort. It's almost like they just kind of shrugged their shoulders like, "Uh uh-oh, well, Rodgers is Rodgers. What are we going to do? Like, they were bad on Monday night.
1: Well, I think the difference between the offense and the defense is the offense is like – you know, it's like you almost feel bad for him. When they make a good play, you're like, oh, that's good. Like, I mean, they, the offense just doesn't have the talent outside of Carson Wentz. The defense is is supposed to have the talent. Fletcher Cox isn't just supposed to be one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. He's supposed to be one of the best defensive players. That's how they paid him. He had the most defensive money. He had the most money of a contract for any player, regardless of position on defense, besides Von Miller, before when he got that deal. Then And then Von yeah. Miller passed him, right? Miller so,
2: came after him, right, Ellie?
1: That's what I'm saying, right? He was, at one point, he was the top paid player defensive-wise in terms of guaranteed money in the NFL. And then Vaughn Miller passed him. But, all right, so Fletcher Cox is supposed to be really good, right? The defensive line is supposed to be really good. Jim Schwartz, right? Everyone, I mean, he, right? He's supposed to be, like, a really, really good defensive coordinator. So the Eagles defense, as opposed to the offense, the Eagles defense should be better. And like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I'm not going to completely roast them for last night. I do not think they played... Well, obviously, because it let up 27 points. But I do think there's something to be said for the fact there. Aaron Rodgers just was what he was. But the difference is Fletcher Cox is like Aaron Rodgers. We saw what he did last night. That's why you pay a quarterback a ton of money. And last night's why you don't pay a defensive tackle a ton of money because Fletcher Cox, all right, he had the really bad penalty. So he did not have a good game. But even if you take that penalty away, let's pretend that penalty doesn't happen. He didn't really do much all night. I think of, you know, he I
2: think, had an assisted tackle.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there you go. He had an assisted tackle. And one time he, you know, Eagles fans love to point to, Eagles fans love to point out like the stats that don't show up with Fletcher Cox. Like, oh, well, you can't see how he disrupts the pocket. I don't disagree. He disrupts the pocket sometimes. But last night, I can only remember him doing it one time on Monday Night Football in a must win game to keep their playoff hopes alive. And I'm not like, like, it's not even almost, it's almost not even his fault. It's just as a defensive tackle, you can't impact the game as much as the Eagles paid Fletcher Cox to do. And he, and with the penalty, that was a bad, penalty. this is the third time this year he's done it after the game. He talked about how, well, you know, it's tough to stop 300 pounds when it gets going. And I don't even agree with him, but the reality is that's the, it was a penalty and this is the third time this year. So he all three
2: losses, by the way,
1: right. All three losses and all three big plays. I mean, if I remember correctly, the Eagles were either trailing 17, 30, I think they're only trailing 17, 13 at the time of that penalty. And then the Packers went, scored a touchdown, and extended it to 24-13, which you know, clearly ended up not putting the game away. So that penalty was huge. And if you're a $64 million player, you can't make mistakes like that. You just can't.
0: I believe every single time that one of those penalties has happened with Fletcher Cox, the team has gone down the field and scored a touchdown on, on yeah, that the first,
1: drive. They were already in the red zone, and
0: they scored a touchdown. Right, and you know what? And, like, look, I understand it's hard to slow down 300 pounds, but that was a close oh, line. Wait a minute, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Every defensive lineman in the league is 300 pounds. Right, and that Every but line that, line was, was, that, was, what I'm saying is that was a close <laughs> line. Like, it was a penalty. Right? There's on. no question it was a penalty. He's not playing well enough. The pass rush in general wasn't there. The, the secondary wasn't – I mean, they just were getting picked apart. I mean, Mark, when you look at this defense, this is supposed to be the strength of the team, and when they
2: have a game like that, it's just they're not going to win. No, and they also won against the Packers again – we're playing with two backup guards, right? right? So, or I'm sorry, backup center to backup guard. That's where Fletcher Cox is supposed to attack, right? I mean, that's... as in the past. He got, he got, his, he got his butt kicked by a rookie last night. Jason Spriggs, who might be a pretty good player, Jason Spriggs. Uh, but that was just like his first start. And, uh, I mean, I don't know. And I, And the guy that I really like personally, and he's a great guy, but... Vinnie Curry, come on, twenty three million guaranteed for the, for, for what, what you're doing? See, with Vinnie Curry, I don't blame as much
1: because he's not playing as much as
0: for the reason.
1: But there's yeah, no, no. I look, I agree. The Eagles need more out of Vinnie Curry, and this again goes to the larger picture of all these deals, how he made and how they've worked yeah. out. <laughs> yes. but, again, but but my point is, I think when you look at last night and you look at games where the Eagles have lost. Fletcher Cox is so far and above. Sure, I'm not.
2: I'm not. No, listen. I'm not absolving. Like he's the, the the kingpin. But I'm just saying, there's. It's not just him.
1: And and Fletcher Cox might be the be, might be the best player on the defense. But the but it's just like the quarterback thing, right? Like everyone says, quarterback wins and loss records don't matter, which I disagree with. But whatever, right? So I mean, if you're a quarterback, you have you're supposed to have a big impact of the game. If you make sixty four million in guaranteed yeah. money, regardless of what you play, you could be a punter. I don't care what you are. If you get that much money, you're supposed to make big plays to help yeah. your team win every week. And Fletcher Cox does not do that. He just How doesn't.
2: How many great games has he had this year? Two. Great games, two or three, maybe tops.
0: Well, let's not forget he was the NFC Defensive Player of the Month in September, guys. So they, play, that was,
2: they played three games in
0: September. Right, I know. I'm just I'm, I'm being facetious. I can't think well, of
2: a he earned that. I'll, I'll take that away from him. But that was against the Browns and the Bears and the Steelers.
1: <laughs> I think he had. A, I do think he had a good game against the
2: Browns. But whatever.
1: That's I mean, yeah. So, yeah. So did Nelson Aguilar,
2: who has had a good game against the Browns this
1: year. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That is it. true.
0: All right. So the defense was was bad, and and Rodgers picked him apart, and that's how the Packers got their points. On the other side of the football. Before we get into, you know, what the offense is right now, what they are, I just going to throw this question at both of you guys because I, I started thinking about it during the game. And, and I remember we had this conversation last year. Ultimately, the Eagles changed their coaching staff. Now, I don't think that's going to happen again. I don't think it should happen again. But I remember last year we had a conversation at some point during the season. Are the Eagles a well-coached football team? And I started thinking about during the game on Monday night with, with all the issues they've had. all the, They're third in the NFL penalties this year. The mistakes. I mean, it's just it's, I, the holding on, on DGB on that play that could have been a big screen pass to Darren Sproles. Elliot, do you think the Eagles are well-coached?
1: So I know Mark's going to disagree with me on this, but I do think they are, for the most part... <laughs> I do think, for the most part, they are a well-coached team. Look, every single team in the league has penalties. And I would... Bet every single team in the league throughout the season has bad penalties. That stuff happens. DGB, and this is exactly what I said before the season, is talented, but he's just not a smart football player. So that penalty last night, like, I don't see how you blame Doug. If you and even the uh the Nelson Aguilar penalty last week where he lines up incorrectly, the coach is on the sideline yelling to him that he's not in the right place. It's not like the coaches are making these mistakes. And the Eagles already have five wins, right? Out of, I didn't. I thought they'd win seven games. But I think they'll get there. Mark only thought him ha- had him at four. I've been impressed with the coaching staff more than I thought it would be. The only person I think you can debate is Jim Schwartz, and that's because he's the only person that came in with expectations, and, I, and his expectations were so high. I think overall, in eleven games, he's maybe reached them. I think in a lot of games he's come up short, but he also has been dominant in others. But I still think overall, this Eagles team is a pretty well-coached team. I don't think they need to make any coaching changes going into next season.
2: Mark, are the Eagles well-coached, both sides of the football? No, well-coached? No. I mean, it depends on your definition of well. I, I've seen worse, but I've seen a lot better, too. Um, they don't seem prepared as much as they were earlier in the year. Um, like you said, they... Oh, he yes, says so every team gets penalties. True, but the Eagles have. There's only two teams in the league with more penalties than the Eagles, so that's not good. Um, yeah, Doug, it's, it's not Doug's fault if a guy lines up wrong or does something wrong. But he's the guy putting it – I, Mike, I don't think Doug's a bad football. player. I, I think he. I don't. I'm not criticizing his schemes or his flaw. I think he makes bad decisions. Like general decisions, like benching Aguilar. I don't. What did they? What did they get out of that? They they Paul Turner, and he doesn't even get. A, he not even throw the ball to him once the entire game. What what was that all about? Um, you know, like you said, Elliot. You said you know they, they knew he was like I think, call Like I don't think he takes his timeouts at the right time sometimes. Uh, the challenges
1: that, were bad yesterday. Actually. That,
2: that two yard challenge last night made no sense at all. And then he tries to explain it, and he sounds even – he could not even try to explain things. He could just say, I did what I did. Um, he, he makes himself look even like not – really not like he's not ready to be a head coach in the NFL. Um, you know, just little things like that that he does. You know, those, those, those not kicking against – all, all those moves. Eh, I can't say they're well-coached. No, I mean they're not – but no, but in no means do you get rid of them. No, you can't get rid of them. My gosh, it's only been one year. Well, He's but I mean, I mean, they knew when they hired him that he was inexperienced. I mean, they they had to know that he was going to have some have some 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 growing pains. The pro, to me, the problem is above Doug. It's the guy putting his team together. Well, that, I have that, no confidence that 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 the guy that's in charge is going to turn this team around.
1: That's what I was going to say. So you said yourself at the beginning of the the podcast, they are who they thought you were, right? Like like they they're,
2: they, real, they're yeah, they're, they're exactly what I thought they were. They right. just aren't as bad as I thought.
1: But I think, or, better, or worse, I should say. Everyone says this team doesn't have a lot of talent. I, and I don't completely disagree with them. But for what it's worth, they were still last night in this game midway through the third, right? Against a Packers team who I know they don't have a good record and maybe not a good team. But I still think the Packers are one of those teams where they have a really good quarterback. It's always a tough play. I think that the, the coaching staff has gotten more out of this roster than I would have thought. I guess would be – I think ultimately that's my, like my final opinion on the coaching staff.
2: Yeah, I'm saying I don't think it's a poor coaching, but I've seen a lot worse. But I've seen better too. Haven't you seen better?
1: Yeah. I mean we all saw Chip the first year.
2: <laughs> first also, I, I'll contend forever that Chip's second year was better than his first, even though they didn't make the playoffs. They played a tougher schedule. They, they, didn't, get, they didn't get as many breaks as they got that that's first right. year. But anyway –
0: yeah, the, I don't think you're wrong on that, Mark. The only the problem with that was the way it ended, right? Because right. they they started off well, played, and then it ended well. Again, schedule. They lost Seattle and Dallas, that were two twelve win teams. Right, and then they and they they make the playoffs, right? They came up short, and that that changes perception here. All right, so as we look forward with this Eagles team, and we'll get into you know what the rest of the season is even about. Doug said something interesting and and like you said a few minutes ago Mark sometimes in those press conferences he says things and you're like why do you even say that but he had a line last night Elliot I think you wrote about this or did a video on it on nj.com after the game and I, I might be paraphrasing but I think I re- remember Doug saying something to this effect you look at wins and losses yes. and he, he he meant that as you as in I think he meant you guys as like you guys yeah the media you guys asking him the questions and he responded by saying I got to look at potential so what is this Eagle season about? And not what it is about now because I think, I think it's pretty clear they're going to have to try to win out. And if they can't do that, they have no chance. But what was it about? Ellie, what, what, you, what did you well, make of that comment? All right, let me, let me say one thing before we get to that because
1: I do think that's a good question. But, like, all right, so after the game, you, you know, everyone t- talks to players and you ask, what was Doug's message after the game? And we, we're not allowed to hear what Doug says to the players they only release the videos after they win. So I'm, I'm guessing they're not going to release the video of Doug's speech last night.
0: So no Eagles tweet with the video today? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's going to be any
1: cool motivation. No sweet
2: coffee, there. no video, nothing, man.
0: <laughs> but you, what, what you can do
1: is you can piece together what they said based off what the players said. And to me, I talk, you know, seven, eight players. And I do think there was some message in Doug's thing of, you know, it's not over, blah, blah. But to me, the majority of the message, it seems like Doug said to the players based off what they told me was, hey, you know, who wants to be here beyond this year? Who's going to fight the rest of this season and show they belong? And to me, I get that message. And and it's one of those things where people tell the truth and you don't want to hear it because you're, it's one of those things where you're supposed to lie. Because, yeah, Doug's right. Like, he should be building for the future. That is the right mentality to have. The Eagles want to win this year, obviously. But You know, I don't think anybody at this point thinks, barring them winning the last five games, they might not even still get in. So that is the right mentality to have. But my question is telling, A, that quote to the media, like you just said, and then B, like telling the players, you know, we're going to see who's beyond beyond this year. What about the next five games? What about next week? I just don't know if that's the right message for Doug to send. I think it's a truthful message, but I don't know if maybe this is one of those moments where him being like a, a player and a rookie at coach kind of shined. I, I don't think that was the right thing to say to the team because you're basically saying, all right, guys, we're not good enough to make the playoffs, but the team we build next year might be, and who, who wants to be a part of that? And I just thought it was a weird weird way to go after the game.
2: I've never in all my years had a coach say, you might look at wins and losses, I mean, yeah. Remember, what, remember how Chip yeah. was? <laughs> Crazy me. That's what I look at. Wins and losses. That's what they, I, I thought. This was professional. I didn't think this was the high school J, JV team where we're trying to build to get guys to the varsity. Yeah. Well, that's the last time Doug coached. <laughs> Please. Yeah, no, he coached the varsity. Varsity, you yeah. want to win. I mean, this is what sports is all – Every, I mean, wins and losses is what sports is all about. This isn't the participation league where, where everybody gets a trophy at the end. No. I, I, I couldn't believe that quote. I mean, you might look at wins and losses. Well, okay. I'm, and guess what? I'm going to keep looking at wins and losses for as long as I do this, because that's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. The weird part to me was, I think if we're all being honest, like, we know that's what he's thinking, and that makes sense, but you don't say, like, there's a difference between thinking something and saying something, and the fact that he said it, that was the curious yeah. part. So, so we, all right, let's 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 play it forward here. They have five games left. They're favored on Sunday at Cincinnati. I have no idea now what they're going to do the rest of the year, whether they win one, all five, two, whatever it is. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. We know the odds are against them unless they win out, and they probably still need help then. But no, what do you think? I think will be okay, Joe. Right. I mean, but they would have t- tiebreakers. But you're probably right, if Mark. 10 they, will I think 10 will be enough. If they win out, they'd have a real chance, clearly. And I mean, the they'd the have, they have the 10 would wins. They'd be
2: a lot better at a conference. Right? Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's just. I don't yeah, think they went out, but I think if they do win out, they'll be in.
0: Okay, so most likely they don't do that, and they come up, you know, either just short or way short. But what do you think the rest of the season is about? Because we've, you know, I think you guys around them, us, we've been talking about where this season is heading since the three, you know, start. Now, for the first time, it feels like Elliott reality setting, and that it's like almost have to develop new goals. What do you th- How do you think they take this the rest this, of the year? The, se-
1: the season's about what it's always been about from week one. It's about Carson Wentz, and that's why. Even in these losses last night, I still think if you're an Eagles fan, you walk away from that game last night more encouraged about where this team is going. Because I think Carson Wentz, if you don't look at his stats, I think Carson Wentz played well last night. Can we both agree? Does everyone agree with
0: that? No. You don't agree? He's okay. He's average. I thought it he played really well, is. but, but I, he he makes mis- he makes mistakes yeah. that are that are his. Mi- like he's going to have to clean up the fact that he throws high. Like he has rookie issues, but I I like what I see. I, everything, I well.
2: Elliot. Everything you rip Sam Bradford for, Carson Wentz did that. Like, he did no but, touchdowns. Okay, well go ahead. I'll let you finish. But I right, go ahead. But go ahead. No, I mean, You asked me. No, I mean, right?
1: the, the difference is Sam Bradford's been in the league for seven years, whereas this is Carson Wentz's tenth game. So yes, I right. agree. But who's counting? What. you – or whatever, 11th game. All right. He had played 10 coming into last night. Whatever. But my point is, I agree with you that, like, if Carson Wentz has this type of game in this type of spot next year, or like in year three, yeah, I'll be saying, all right, this guy's not the answer. But I think last night you saw, one, I didn't think he shied away from the moment. I didn't think he, you know, t- I thought he had one of his better games that he has over the past month. I think there was a lot of instances last night where he moved around and made something out of nothing. I think he made a few really nice throws. Yeah, I agree with you, Joe, that the interception and the, the, his tendency to throw high is a problem. I don't disagree with you on that. But, I, you know, you talk about what's the point of the season and, and going forward. The point's Carson Wentz. And, I, and over these next five games, you want to see how Carson Wentz plays. And last night, if Carson Wentz, you know, I thought he played. I, I still came away encouraged last night about Carson Wentz.
0: Mark, what do you think about that? I mean, I, I, overall, I, I agree I, with Elliot.
2: I I still think this whole thing's about Wentz this of season. It's course too. it. Is. But I mean, yeah, it is. But he, and again, I, I say Wentz was average last night, and I, I'll stick to that. I think he was average, and his rating was average. But what happened with Wentz is what happened with his team. He started, he, he set the bar so high that first month when he had three of his first four games, he had a quarterback rating of over 100. Which is which is pretty remarkable for a guy who played his first four games to have uh, over a hundred and three of them. Pretty he remarkable over What's that? Pretty remarkable for any quarterback to do that. Three games well, to go over a hundred. I mean, well, it's a, you know, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, but the great ones do. I mean, but yeah, for a rookie especially. And but since then he hasn't he hasn't been over hundred since, and he's been at 75, 60 something last week, against that defense. That's a defense that Marcus Mariota. Put up like 150. I mean, he threw five touchdowns against them. That's a defense that Kirk, Cousins, and again, I know they've been in the league longer, but that's a defense that Kirk Cousins just earned himself another 20 million dollar contract against. I think once I don't you have to weigh, you know, what he did and who who he was going against. Now, granted, he has the worst set of skill players maybe ever in NFL history, so that there's there is that. But yeah, so I guess, El, you you don't think it's time for Chase Daniel to come in and save the season?
1: <laughs> nah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. No, I mean, you're right. The, the, you know, the skill position players and stuff
2: right there, but I just... I was afraid Wentz was was going to get hurt last
0: night. I was, too, especially that last drive when they were down 14 and he was just getting sitting back there and getting hit. I was like, why is
2: he out there? Yeah. I thought he was going to get hurt. See,
1: but that's... I think... All right, so we were, when we were leaving the Seahawks game, um, it was me, Mark, and a few of the reporters, and we're walking, and we were talking about how Wentz hasn't looked as as good of an athlete as we thought he was coming out of the draft. Because that was, you know, his thing, you know, coming in. Yeah, he's a great pocket passer, but he can also move. And that kind of separated him. That was something he could do that, you know, well, there's a lot of things he can do that Jared Goff can't do. But that that was one of the main things people talked about. But I thought, you know, against the Seahawks last week, he didn't look like a good athlete. Against the Giants earlier in the season, he didn't look like a good athlete. But I thought last night was your first sign of Wentz looking like a, a player that could, in the long run, make plays with his legs because, as you mentioned, the offensive line play was not, and they were decent last night, but they were missing a lot of players. There was there were, he had to move around a lot, and I thought Come he on. did a good job with that.
0: I agree. He was he was that he had a, I thought he showed his best athleticism of the
2: season. Yes. Well, he yeah. What what he did best last night was early in the game when when he avoided some certain like Sam. Like again, I hate to bring up Elliot's best friend, but see, but um, everyone. Wait, anyway, can I say Sam one thing? Bradford would have gotten sacked seven times last night easily yeah right he went out of 10 and not just sam bradford any non you know whoever matt ryan would have gotten sacked or whoever i mean but he got oh he that one when he got i don't know how he got away they it got
1: flagged. i mean i think the play got called back but it was like oh, it 15 more yards on it
2: with the face mask
1: oh yeah that's right that's right yeah, yeah. no i mean that was like almost like randall like putting his one hand down and
2: yeah, keeping of it. It. i mean yeah i mean yeah, that, he looked at – yeah, he – but we thought he – I mean he hadn't done that, but we thought – like you said earlier, we thought that's what we – when the Eagles drafted him, we thought that's what, what we were going to see a lot – see more of that. Right, and so that that's my, my point of making is if you to Well, When's change... is fine. Wentz is, Wentz isn't – you say it's all about Wentz, and I agree 100%, but I've never been worried about Wentz. Right, yeah, That, that that's all –
1: that's all I'm saying. Like, as long as you take one one thing from each game the rest of the season, you go,
2: okay, like, that That was good. Wentz did that. That's good. But what? But Wentz is going to wind up being like Archie Manning if they don't – not Eli or Payton. I'm talking about Archie. who was a good quarterback, but had, was went, never won anything. Because yeah. Anything I, mean, look, I agree with you on that. I agree this
1: offseason. They have – I mean, we could do 100 podcasts about this. They have to do something about the skill position of players. I don't disagree. And I think – but I think what you you know, but Joe says, what do you want to see the rest of the season? You just want to see enough little things from Wentz that you might I might put him in bubble wrap and let, let Dana'll take him. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there is maybe some argument to make for that. But but no, I mean look, as long as you see enough things from things from Wentz the rest of the season that going into next year, you're confident that if he pieces it together a little better and you give him better skill position players, that you know, this offense will be better. And I think you've still seen that even in even in losses.
0: All right, Let's wrap with this, guys, before we we end this podcast. Obviously, we'll be in Cincinnati. You guys will be there on Sunday to watch the Eagles and the Bengals, a Bengals team that's not what we thought they were going to be, and they've taken a big step back. But based on the mood in that locker room after the game and and based on what Doug said and just based on your feel for the team, what do you guys expect the rest of the year? I I don't mean just from Wentz. I mean, you know, from the team, the the mentality, wins and losses. I mean, do we think they crater now? We've seen this team and some of these individuals – crater at the end of a season like they did last year? Or do you think they'll play well? I mean, what kind of feel do you have now that most likely, even if they play really well, they can't make the playoffs? How do you think they're going to approach this, uh, uh, Elliot?
1: So I, I'm not sure yet, Um, but I do think this has, like, go one and four potential to it. Um, Because I think this is a team that is n- has to play really hard and almost perfect. And Malcolm Jenkins has said that himself. They have to be a perfect team to win games. And once they're eliminated, I I don't know. Put it this way. I think there's, if you ask me what the chances are they go 5-0, and I'd say, I don't know, like 4 or 5%. If you ask me what the chances are they go 0-5, 20. I mean, I, I think there's a decent chance that this thing falls apart a little bit. Um, I, Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, you're talking about the Bengals next week. I don't know if that's a win. I mean, you're on the road, tough place to play. I know the Bengals are really bad, but there's still a team that's won, you know, a lot of games over the past five, six years. I don't know if that's a win. I, I I don't know yet, but I I don't think I think this this has like a bit of a feeling of falling apart more than it does rallying.
2: Mark, I think next week's game is very will be very telling, and and the Bengals I, are the Bengals are beatable and. If they win that game, not that they're, not that they're going to make the playoffs, but it'll give them a little bit of like, hey, well, we're still in it. Hey, we're six and six, you know, we we, we never, And then they got the three division games coming up. There'll be a sense of hope. There'll be a sense of we're not done yet. We just beat the Bengals, blah blah blah. And and we'll write it, and it'll all get talked about. And but if they lose to the Bengals, and now they're five and seven, and they would have lost what seven out of nine. Yeah. Then then I think it, then it could, then it could get ugly because then it just could, like, wow, what, we are bad. I mean, players, most players, players who are honest with themselves, they know when their team's good and when the team isn't. They know what they are. So, I mean, they might not say it out loud, but they know. And if they lose again, Losing breeds losing. I mean, it's just, I've seen it before. I've seen it with the Cotite teams that fell apart or Ray Rhodes teams that fell apart. And Andy's like, I mean, you see things when things start to fall apart, they fall, they don't, it, it, it's not a slow death. It's, it's, boom, you know, I mean. Um, so yeah, I think that's, this week's game is crucial and to the, to the, to the psyche of the team.
1: On a larger picture, that's why this off season, you have to improve this team because you can't let Carson Wentz become one of these quarterbacks. Right. Like, you, right? Like, I mean, yeah, all right, that was my point. That was yes. my quarterbacks have to win point. Go ahead. And they,
2: the, the, the worst part is losing doesn't get them a better pick either. <laughs> the Vikings have to lose for them to get a better pick.
0: Right. Right now they'd be giving up, I think, the 12th pick to the Browns, and they'd be getting the 18th. So right now it's almost a wash, but lo- you know, losing one way or you know, – t- a down spiral will not help, obviously. It, it won't. They need the Vikings. Our last one, one more because we didn't touch on it. Really, we kind of mentioned it before uh, we wrapped this up. The Nelson Aguilar decision. Now, I think it got um, it got it became even more glaring because Paul Turner didn't do anything. And Jordan Matthews got banged up with his ankle. So, you know, they were missing their best receiver and a guy in Matthews. who was having a really good game out there last night. So you sat around. And you're like, hmm, they, you know, maybe they could use Aguilar now. I thought that it was the right decision. Maybe now I'm thinking more about it. Maybe it wasn't. But what did you guys think of it? And then as it played out, what were you thinking, Elliot?
1: So before the game, the day before, I wrote making him an act, was the wrong decision. And the reason I thought it was the wrong decision was because, one, like, he was your starter last week. And, yeah, that is the sign of how bad they need another receiver. But, you know, for as bad as Aguilar is, at least, you know, he's played in a lot of games. Like, he's done things, right? And maybe you want to see what Paul Turner can do. But the reason you dress Aguilar is so that you have him there when a player gets hurt or when, you know, Paul Turner doesn't do anything. But, and another reason was, Two, you had a ton of players that you normally put as active as inactive, so you had space to make Aguilar an active player. I mean, it wasn't like they were, you know, trying to find players to make an active to keep Aguilar. So there was that. But then also, you said all week, all week the coaching staff said, "I don't know what we're going to do. It depends on his week of practice. It depends how he's doing." Like this wasn't a decision that they made on Monday, or at least if it was, it's not when they told us. So. I I think I think it was a, a, a mistake by Doug to make him inactive. Well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, if Aguilar has an amazing five games, maybe the decision will prove to be right. But I think it was a poor decision to make him inactive. If you told me you weren't going to play him and dress him, I'm fine with that. But making him inactive I thought was a
2: bad call. I agree, Elliot. Yeah, I agree. And and I would have dressed him simply, and, and I would have gotten him involved. Again, you have Green Bay secondary is depleted to the, to the point of they're like, one guy came back last night, but he wasn't 100%. Uh, Randall, I mean, that's a that's a defense that that was like setting records for yards per pass allowed, passing yards allowed. They weren't doing it, and they you know, wide receivers were putting up monster numbers against them for the last three three weeks. That's who you want to play against. That that's that's a confidence builder. I would I, I would address them. I may have started them and thrown them the first pass of the game, just to get his. I don't. I don't see where sitting him out as helping his. I mean, I know Doug says he needs to sit back. Come on, please. This is, these are professional
1: athletes. And this is my thing. Like, so let's say he plays against the Bengals with all his new confidence, and he has, you know, like an emotional, you know, like a hundred yards and two touchdowns. I don't think it's going to happen. Let's just say, right. Eagles fans are still gonna boo him the next week if he drops a pass. <laughs> it's not
2: like and they just like they'd boo anybody, just like any fan would. I mean if he goes out and gets a hundred yards and two touchdowns next week, I'm gonna say he should have played, he would have done that against Green Bay, they would have won the game. And I, I said
1: to Carson Wentz after the game, I said, How does it feel? Like what what do you think the fact that Nelson Aguilar was your starter last week and now he's in healthy a healthy scratch? And Wentz isn't gonna say anything. He's not a guy that rocks the boat or anything at the podium. But I mean, what type of message does that send to the players that one week this guy is good enough to play seventy something snaps and to be a starter, and the next week he's a healthy scratch. So he either should have been a scratch all along, or he should be starting. But it's just it's a weird message.
2: Not for nothing, you know who else they they miss a little bit?
1: Who? Your boy. My boy Huff. Yes. I hey on he they certainly miss him on kickoffs. Yeah, Kenyon Barner's
2: not Josh Huff. There's no doubt about that.
1: Right. I mean, look. I think you know. I don't know if Huff would have had a kick return since then, but you can just see. And Kenyon. I mean, Kenyon's my boy too. But I'm saying, like, Kenyon's a better punt returner than kickoff returner. I agree. Huff has much better has a much better burst of speed off the line than Kenyon does, and that's what helps. But Yeah. No. I mean, look. The Huff. I not mean, a Huff great receiver, good. but he's better than what they got. The Huff thing, you know, you know, we've debated a bunch whether cutting
0: him or not was the right move. That's kind of moved on, but I don't think there's any doubt they miss him. I don't think there's I any really- doubt. Yeah, and once in a while, he you know, once in a while, he produced a positive offensive play, and he was a, a weapon, you know, whether it's coming out of the backfield or whatever. And, and they obviously could use every weapon they could get gets, now. And he might they be don't go to the playoffs. He might be. He might be. Is he'll that he'll team be on the to,
1: practice squad? But
0: <laughs> whatever, he'll get to go. He'll get to be yeah. around it. Uh, and the Eagles probably won't. All right, guys, this was a fun one. Uh, the Eagles lose, but a um, lot of season and an interesting down the stretch of this season about to commence in Cincinnati on Sunday. Then we'll be back next week to talk about it before the game against Washington. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this.
1: Yep, talk to you guys soon.
0: Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode 55 of the No Huddle Show. You can subscribe at iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, however and wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find our show. And make sure to leave us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Helps the show grow. We'll be back next week after the game against the Bengals.